Hello, and welcome to A Product of Proverbs. I am Joshua Fowler, the host of this podcast in which I sit down with my co-host and dad, Reverend Roy Fowler, to discuss life and how to navigate through the ups and downs. This podcast is all about sharing wisdom, with us looking at the book of Proverbs as our roadmap on how to live a healthy and fulfilling life. Please follow us on Instagram at A Product of Proverbs, and if you like this podcast, share it with anyone that you feel it may help. With that being said, let's get into the show. Hey, Dad. Hey, Josh. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. So how's it been so far? It's been a crazy five days. Um, I have a new perspective, as in the title of this episode. Um, it's just been an overall change in how I think, how I spend my time, uh, the things I do. It's It's been interesting for it to be five days in because it's such a dramatic change from the last 365 days. So I'm enjoying it so far. How about you? Oh, yeah. it's It's been good um, so far. Nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, I mean, 2020, that just sounds kind of crazy to say. It was a year of exposure. A lot of people, at least a lot of my peers, were exposed to life in this year. Uh, I don't know if it's just society. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but something about the last couple of years have just been pivotal. Could be our age. I mean, we're just in the age that we're coming into full adulthood. I mean, yeah, and I think I don't know if you remember when I told you about preparation, how these years prepare you for the next ten to twenty years, and I think you're feeling some of. Uh, that now in your earlier years the things that prepared you for what you are walking into now and I think that's very important and that's something we don't look at um, we live in the now but you really gotta not get lost in the now because the later is coming it's gonna come and it's better as you said earlier to be prepared than not prepared so that's one of the things I always try to do get y'all to focus on the fact that yeah don't just play now prepare now because what you do now affects 10 years from now 20 years from now and that can be good or bad i'll never forget the saying you said work hard now play hard later or you play hard now and you work hard later yeah i've seen it i've oh, seen yeah. my friends that when we were working hard and the ones that were going to school and going getting jobs and building their own businesses and kind of advancing through life. There were some other ones that was just playing around. Oh yeah. They were just kind of partying and floating and doing it. And, and now the ones that made those sacrifices earlier, they get to play hard. Now we have freedom. We can do a lot of things, but the ones that kind of didn't use that time wisely. Now it's a little more difficult for them on the back end. Yeah. If not a lot more difficult. Yeah. I mean, it, it just comes back to your perspective of uh, where's your mind at? Is it in the now? Is it in the future? Is it in the past? It, it's interesting. It's actually not time for it yet, but you touched on that in your sermon today. Yeah, I was thinking about that while you were talking. Uh, it, the sermon did touch on that, and it's I think it's going to be uh, vital and important to hear um, what the scripture said. I know this is a product of Proverbs, and um, the messages so far hadn't been um, in Proverbs, but the message 
uh, I think is very important to living and it's important life lessons that I try to give um, every time I give a message. I want it to be, it's always biblical, but I also want it to be practical. I don't know, how did you feel growing up having to hear things from a preacher's perspective, from a biblical perspective? I guess you didn't think it was cool back then, huh? Um, I don't know. It's always been interesting to me and intriguing to me. I mean, I got a lot of Bible verses tattooed on me. So yes, you I, do. I always read the Bible. Uh, even in college, Bible apps, I have my Bible with my name on it from a kid. It's, in, it's on my bookshelf. I mean, the Bible has always been, but I also read. So I read a lot of other books so that I can take what I read in these books and these lessons. And it's not brand new news to me because I grew up with the pastor explaining these same things in a biblical context. So it just depends on, it, it depends on your perspective of what you think a lot. It depends on your preconceived notions about the Bible. Depends on your preconceived notions about religion, about about these things, on how you take that in, on how you interpret these messages. But to me, it's just the Bible is the ultimate book. Especially, I like to read autobiographies. That's one of my favorite things is to read if uh, celebrities, business people, media people, just to read and see what they went through, uh, see where they started, because we see people where they're at. We don't know where they came from. Yeah. So to, to read and see kind of they went through this and then they had this set back and they bounced back and they came here. So you understand they're on the big screen now, but they weren't always there. E- even that's not new. I mean, the, there's autobiographies of biblical characters all throughout the Bible telling the life of their or the story of their life. So I don't know. I, I, I enjoy the Bible. I enjoy the perspective that I was given growing up and. I understand that that perspective may not be one that's shared. Yeah. Well, it's got to be relevant and because it is. Uh, I know the Bible is old, but it's still relevant and it's new and the principles still work. Um, it's, it's just, you know, God knew what he was doing and he did it. He did this. So and I just hold to that. And if I can't, I tell people, if you can't take it off the page, and put it in your life, then there's a disconnect because it's got to work. It's got to fit. That's the way it's designed. And a lot of times we have a hard time doing that. It could be bias. It could be just a lack of understanding. Um, Maybe not explain. People don't explain. You know, some people just don't understand. And uh, I don't knock them for that. I think that's probably the biggest thing um, to me would be a lack of understanding because Wisdom and knowledge and gaining new information will always expand your perspective, your viewpoint. I mean, it and in growing up in church and what I've conversations I've had with other people, other pastors, kids, other just churchgoers, other people that didn't get into church until later. um, The church at times, we don't get to ask questions. We get to hear something and. If we don't understand it as it was told to us, it's almost like it's on you to go figure out the rest. There isn't a lot of Q&A opportunities. There isn't a lot of, hey, I don't get that. Like in school, you can raise your hand and say, hey, teacher, um, I missed that or I don't really understand that. Could you go over that again or explain it a different way? That doesn't happen at times and that could discourage people. Yes, it could. I can see that. 
been a problem, even if you thought you could ask. A lot of times, your questions were met with uh, criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that would force you not to want to ask questions, even though you don't understand. So then you form your own understanding mm-hmm. uh, rather than getting understanding. And uh, I always try to, I know you can't do that in the Sunday morning worship, but in the other um, teaching sessions of the church, we, I really encourage that because I want people to get understanding. Yeah, but I think that's why it's important for those auxiliary services that happen. The Bible studies, the Sunday schools, the vacation Bible schools, those type of things are when you don't have that Sunday worship service and that sermon but you do have almost like a, a classroom type environment, yeah, a group yeah. think, a, a bounce ideas off of each other and, and you gain understanding. I know a lot of people come into church and a lot of people have, I've seen at least on social media, a lot of people have, if not found Christ, they are sharing Christ and showing Christ in their life as of late. Um, I, I think it's just growing up. Also, I did purge off a lot of people. So if anybody wasn't on that energy, they're not on my social media no more. So I don't know. That's interesting now that I think about it, because how do you influence or shape your perspective? How much control do you have over that as opposed to outside influences or what you happen to see? And see, there's so many influences, you know, that are even now more than ever that you are bombarded with and flooded by. And it's so easy to get um just lost yeah really lost you know um and a lot of us you know a lot of our people and a lot of us we're just lost um i don't necessarily put the blame on on anybody for that it's just where you are and like on my on my message today when i said it's very important that you um recognize your present condition you got to see where you are and when you see where you are, if you can um, get all that other stuff out of the way, um, then you can see a change. So, so you, you recognize where you are and you know that's not where you're supposed to be. And you recognize that's not where you want to be. Uh, and that's not where you can be. So then the second point we talked about was then you got to maximize your effort to change. It's not going to be easy. Nothing's easy. Nothing really in life is easy that's worth having anyway. Uh, You can just ask older people and people that uh, accomplish things. Nothing comes without a sacrifice that's worth having. Uh, If it don't cost you nothing, it ain't really worth nothing. And you'll find that out as you go. Uh, And the third thing is uh, talking about what you said about shaping perspective is to minimize your distractions. It's very important that there's so many things that distract you today. Uh, that, but you got to, as Paul said, and we continue the message from last week. I know it wasn't time for this, but the talk kind of walked into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul said, I press towards the goal for the prize. So he recognized, he said, I haven't obtained it yet. So he recognized his present condition. But he said, I press. I mean, he puts forth the effort. So you got to maximize your effort to change. Um, but it's worth it because he sees what that change can do for him. You see where you are. You're not happy. 
you see where you can be. That's where you want to go. Well, then what you got to do is put forth the effort. A lot of us just want to sit down and wait on it to happen. It's not happening. It was a saying once. A person was saying, I'm waiting till my ship come in. Well, he's not even living near a port and he don't own a boat. So what you got coming in? Nothing. So you, what you waiting on? So, But you got to maximize your effort. And then you got to get rid You said you've purged a lot of your um, distractions. You got to get rid of them. Minimize your distractions. You got to let some of that stuff go. And that's uh will really help you. And the last thing, and Joshua might talk about it as it relates to present life, is you got to be consistent. Once you see this, you got to do it. And you can't, you know how we do. I don't know if any of you made New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I don't. I'm just living. But you got to be consistent. You know, you make a resolution, you do it for three days. No, you got to be consistent. So you recognize your present condition then you maximize your effort to change. And then you minimize those distractions around you because you got to let some things go. And then you got to be consistent. And then you'll see some fruit of your labor. You'll see some rewards. And you'll see a big change in your life. I love the three points. I know a lot of people, um, I sent out that pilot episode to a lot of people. And they uh, some of their main feedback was, looking forward to those three points because a lot of our generation struggle with being content Uh, the whole thing was three ways to what do you do to be content with where you're at while you're trying to get to where you're going Uh, it's it's hard when you have all these distractions and things around you that show you where you hope to go but then you have to cross-reference that with where you are today and that gap the distance between where you want to be and where you're at causes a lot of people to give up. A lot of people see how far that is away and they say, oh man, I'll never be able to do that. And that really stops a lot of people. And I'm just going to tell you, don't let it stop you because just one step at a time, one step at a time. And um, on that, as you were saying, uh, recognize your condition. I didn't say accept it. I didn't say that, but you got to recognize it. So you acknowledge it. You don't accept it. Don't be satisfied where you are because you know that's not where you want to be. I think another big thing from that outside of those three points were when you talked about positionally versus practically. So your position versus your practice. So where you're at, who you are, what you do versus what you actually do in life, like Mm -hmm. how you put that into practice. Like how do you, and the points that you gave for why your practice is important is very helpful. I feel like to our generation, because like you said earlier, we're kind of lost. We don't really know a lot of the times what we're doing and you have to figure it out, but you have to understand why you're going through the process of figuring it out. Like while you're going through those things that are going to fail, while you're going through those things that are going to be difficult, while you're going through those things that won't produce the fruits that you think, you got to understand why it's important that you continue to stay steadfast throughout that because your practice is very important. Why is your practice important? Seven points where one, it glorifies God. So if, if you're practicing what you preach, if you're putting 
uh, good energy into your daily life. Yep. It's going to glorify God. Yep. Um, second is it verifies your regeneration. So once you make that change, uh, practicing the new way of life kind of verifies that you are better. You're not going to relapse yeah. when you got verification that this is producing fruits. Yeah. Um, it gives you assurance. It just lets you, it makes you feel good. I mean, you feel good once you know you're doing right. Oh, yeah. It, it, that's really, that's the main thing is being assured that although this may be painful, although this may be um, not optimal, although this may be something no one else is doing, I know this is right. I can feel good in that. Um it spares you from the sorrows of spiritual immaturity. I feel that this is the one that we have and deal with a lot of sorrows due to our spiritual immaturity. And we don't know why. We can't pinpoint it. And probably not just spiritual, just immaturity, period. Because um, a lot of this applies to not just the spiritual, but just living, period. Um, uh, just life. You know, growth in life as you just grow up. Um, a lot of this uh, has an effect. And yeah, there's a lot of sorrows, a lot of pains that you experience because of immature, um, immaturity and poor decisions and choices. You know, it would be included in that that would cause pain and sorrow. But as you... Um, put forth the effort to move forward and, and to grow and to press and to see where you want to go and you put forth the maximum uh, energy and effort in doing that and you'll grow from that and it'll keep you from a lot of things. Um, yeah, it was seven things and to keep you above reproach would be one uh, because your life would be consistent with you. I tell people all the time, you know, what you say got to line up with what you show. You know, it works together. You can't say one thing and show another thing. Um, you got to be consistent in that. And that's why a lot of people, uh, we turn a lot of people away from life and from listening. Because what we say and what we show are two different things. For me, I think the the main one and the, my favorite point was it produces joy in your life. You gave the example of joy isn't happiness. Happiness can be altered by external factors and circumstances where joy is inside of you. What was that? I said it's not based on circumstances or situations. See, that's if I come in and give you a hundred dollar bill, that'll make you happy. Right. Yeah. If I come in and take a hundred dollars from you, that'll make you sad. OK, so it's based on external uh, that's happiness. I think I said it was like um, thermometer measures temperature. That's happiness. But joy is like a thermostat. It sets the temperature. And it's not based on externals. It really changes the external. See? And that's what maturity will do. That's what pressing towards that mark will do. It'll produce joy in your life. So what'll happen You'll set your own level of um, joy. You, you will set that instead of others setting it for you and circumstances setting it for you. Um, yeah. And the final point before 
Uh, we tie it back together with the with the theme of Proverbs. But the final point was it strengthens your witness. I um, mean, just in taking that out of the religious context, it increases your credibility. Yes. That that's all it yes. does is when you practice what you preach, you're credible. Credibility, your credibility. You're solid. I mean, yeah. you you're a person of integrity. Exactly. And you walk in that. You're not lying. Mm-mm. You're not a you're, you're not, not a liar. Fake. You're not finessing. You're you're real. Real recognized real. Yeah, game. We say game recognizes game. Uh, a crook can see a crook. Easy call. A con knows a con. You know. Uh, and real recognizes real. And you need to associate with uh, real people. You do. Really, you got to do that. That's that's the difference is who's around you and where they're pushing you to. Yes. Because if they're pushing you to greatness and people around you are being great, if you're not going to be great, you can't be around them. Your body, your soul will not let you be around great people if you're not great as much as you want to. You're going to always feel inferior because you're not on the same wavelength as those people. So you really have to be aware of your surroundings, be aware of your peers, be aware of your community, be aware of the things you give your time and attention to. Yeah. Because that's, that's what makes you. You can't have everybody in your inner circle. You can't do it. Um, don't worry about what people say about it or what they think about it. That's just... The reality of it, uh, even Jesus with his 12 disciples, all of them didn't have the same place with him. He had three mm-hmm. that were known as his inner circle that went places with him, saw him do things and did things with him that the other nine didn't do. You can't have everybody in your inner circle. All comes back to perspective and just to to tie it back to a product of Proverbs, and I know we haven't talked anything about Proverbs yet, and I said I want to do at least one verse an episode. So I picked out for this one, for this perspective episode, I picked out Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. It says, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to destruction. Um, and that that ties to your perspective because... You have to have the right perspective to understand that your actions will lead to your self-destruction. Yeah. If you don't have the right perspective, it may appear to be right. So you will go down that wrong path because it appears to be right. So you just got to make sure that your mind is right and that you understand the end goal. You're not looking at, as Paul said in your message, pressing on to the end prize as opposed to the now. Yeah. What am I doing yeah. now? What? Yeah. Forget about the now. My favorite rapper ever. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. The marathon continues. This is not a sprint. This is not a short race. This yep. is a marathon. Yeah. We got a lot of laps to run. It's not over till that marathon is over. Right. Right. Until you get the prize. Until you get the prize. But now that that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, Proverbs fourteen and twelve. Just understanding that the right perspective will show you the right way or the way that appears to be right. Because all the glitters ain't gold. So understanding and having the right mentality and right perspective will set you on the right path. And I'm going to say this um, as it relates to the message. And we were talking about 
some of the wrong choices and wrong decisions we've made and how that maybe have impacted people. Um, we've got to be careful. And this is one of the things I kind of talked about today uh, when Paul said he's focusing on this one thing. Uh, and one of the things he had to do was forget the things that were behind him. And, you know, you can't do anything about your past. All you can do something with is where you are now and where you're going. And one of the things that hurt people is that they allow their past to hold them down because they get so caught up into what they didn't do, what they should have done, where they messed up. Listen, don't get lost in that because you can't do anything about that. All that will do will keep you locked in the place that you are right now and you'll never be able to move to the place where you're trying to go or you would like to go. So you've got to be able to let that go. So you've got to cut that string. Uh, you've got to not allow the past to control your present and predict your future because you can't do a thing about it. Um, so stop looking back and getting discouraged by what uh, even your successes or your failures. You can't drive forward looking in the rearview mirror. I love that analogy. You're going to have a wreck. You know, it's just inevitable. Um, that's why you got a little bitty mirror to look back and a great big windshield to look ahead because that's where you need to be focusing. And with that, I think we've wrapped up episode one, Dad. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. I mean, the pilot episode, technically I listed as season zero, episode zero, because we ain't got picked up yet. (laughs) (laughs) But now uh, we're officially rocking and rolling. So before we sign off, just want to say thank you. Uh, for listening. Thank you for joining. I'm not even going to ask you to subscribe, like, or review. All I want you to do is share this with someone, someone that you feel like this could help, whether it be today, um, tomorrow, episode one, or episode 100. Just share this podcast, and hopefully we can get this good wisdom out to as many people as possible. But with that, I'm going to sign off, and I'll catch you next week. All right. All right.